Hello and welcome to Did I Ask You? I'm your host Aaron Brinker and thanks for joining me again this week. We're going to take a break from psycho stand-up comedians and look at heavy metal madmen. And this week we're going to do the Prince of Darkness himself, Ozzy Osbourne. Alright, let's keep going. Ozzy Osbourne was not named Oswald. That surprised me. He was born John Michael Osbourne on December 3rd, 1948 in Birmingham, England to a working class family. You know, typical blue collar family. I think his dad was a tool maker. He had like a trade job. He had a pretty big family. I don't think they had a whole bunch of money. He had three older sisters and two younger brothers. He didn't like school very much. He struggled with dyslexia and got bullied quite a bit, which will make, you know, kids hate school, as we all are aware. And I think even maybe the bullies molested him too and really damaged him. It might have been part of the reason he got so into drugs and drinking later on. So with all that bullshit he hated school, he got into performing and really found what he loved. But in school, you had shitty teachers like all of us. I did, you did. It's kind of a universal school experience. He had a shop teacher who would paddle him. And to get his revenge, he would heat up pennies and put them on his desk. So when he grabbed a penny, he would burn his hand. Huh. No luck for this dude. You're getting burned, bitch. Don't go run around spanking kids unnecessarily. Although maybe he did deserve it. Who knows, but... I don't know, I think paddling kids that aren't yours is kind of shitty. After he heard the Beatles for the first time when he was 14, he decided his career path was going to be being a famous rock star. He told everybody, his friends and his family, and they kind of gave him the usual, oh, uh, that, that's nice, buddy, as you know you give most kids who say stuff like that. And when he was 15, he dropped out of school because he fucking hated it. And he worked a bunch of odd jobs, like he's a plumber's apprentice and a toolmaker's apprentice. And he worked at a meat processing center where he would, like, kill cows with a big needle, like, harpoon type of gun. And get cow blood everywhere. It sounds like a pretty gnarly job that I don't really want. Around this age is when he gets arrested for the first time, when he broke into a store for stealing clothes and a TV. Although he kind of screwed up a bit, it was dark in there, and he grabbed whatever clothes he could get to, since it was, you know, dark and shit. And he accidentally dropped a big TV on himself as he was trying to get away, which led to him being caught. Like, in the 60s, TVs were fucking huge. Like, they're industrial... No one was moving those bitches once you, like, once they're in your living room, they stayed there. They were heavy as fuck. So, yeah, he dropped it on himself. It broke, and I think he probably cut himself because of the glass. And he did six weeks in jail for this after his dad didn't pay the fine willing to teach him a lesson. Understandable, if your kid's doing dumb stuff like that, they do have to learn. And maybe jail is what will do it, but sadly for Ozzy, it did not. His life changed forever in 1967 when he joined the band Rare Breed, which lasted two whole shows. 
probably like one of those bands where one dude was like thinking he was way more important than he was. Like he had his pants were too tight and his head was too big. He's like, I just really need more creative control, mate. This isn't really going with the brand. Probably some shit like that. So after that, after Rare Breed broke up, they were not a rare breed. They lasted two shows, like millions of bands. He reunited with Geezer Butler from the band Earth and members of Mythology, who also just broke up, which later on became the original lineup of Black Sabbath. After a booking mix-up, Earth changed their name to Black Sabbath after an old horror movie that came out in 1969 because they were kind of a weird, different band and they chose a weird, different movie name for their inspiration. Their first album, self-titled Black Sabbath, was released in 1970 on Vertigo Records, and it did okay. It wasn't a huge hit, probably because it's kind of new, and people were kind of figuring out what they wanted, like what their direction really was going to be. In heavy metal, which they kind of pioneered and started, which was new around this time. This was around the time they got associated with like Satanism and the occult, on their first tour in 1971, Ozzy's hotel room is overran with Satanists burning candles, wanting, to, wanting him to sing, chanting, We want Ozzy! We want Ozzy! So to get him to run away, he blew out all the candles and sang happy birthday to get him to, you know, hit the bricks and get the fuck out of his hotel room. Like he wants to go party, not sing for, you know, random Satanists. I mean, your guy lost a fiddle contest to a hillbilly from Georgia. Like, get your shit together, Lucifer. He married his first wife this later on this year, Thelma Riley, and he had his first kid with her pretty soon after. When his first wife was in labor with their daughter, Jessica, a shit-faced Ozzy Osbourne drove his pregnant wife to the hospital with no license. Because when he does shit, he does shit all the way. Not only should you drive, get a DUI, you drive with your pregnant wife in the car also while you don't have a license, cause fuck yeah bro, rock and roll. Party on dudes. I just did a whole bunch of references there, but you get my drift. He did stuff and did stuff big. When his first wife was in labor with their daughter Jessica, oh I went over that part, whoops. Thelma was the one who also got a bunch of chickens to try and help Ozzy with his drinking and trying to get him to stay sober and have a responsibility that getting drunk will fuck up. One faithful night after doing a bunch of cocaine and alcohol and not sleeping for 24 hours, Ozzy just snapped and went on a chicken killing spree because I guess he was just like, fuck these feathered bastards. Sitting around getting fat, not laying any eggs. Fuck these chickens. I don't like chickens either. Like, my neighbor has chickens and those feathery shit bags were clogging up traffic. I guess the chickens crossing the road to be a dick and make me late for work, but that's beside the point. He snapped and shot up the chicken coop. And then... After he walked inside and blasted a few chickens with a shotgun, he chased the stragglers with a katana, 
because Ozzy Osbourne is a rock and roll ninja. Yep. Then after he tried to chase the stragglers, he just decided to burn the coop down and throw the rest of his shotgun shells in there. And that caused a bunch of little explosions. His neighbor, you know, probably got woken up by the explosions and burning chicken coop smell. And he came over to his house and saw Ozzy holding a gun and a ninja sword in a bloody chicken-covered bathrobe and said, Oh, oh, I didn't know you're back! <laughs> what would it be like being his neighbor? He's just, like, murdering a bunch of chickens and you're like, <laughs> Classic Ozzy. That guy's wild. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And he goes like, oh, hey, Brian, yep, back back from the road. You know, as he's coked out of his fucking mind. So, big shocker here, um, his marriage to Thelma didn't last a whole lot longer after that. And his time with Black Sabbath would come to an end a few years later in 1978. So, he kept partying, and Black Sabbath's increasing success really made it worse and worse. For him, as a lot of the people we've talked about, the more famous they get, the worse their addictions get because they got more resources and stuff. So they kick him out and they're like really sad they had to do this. But he just freaked out and locked himself in a hotel room and went on a month long bender. And Sharon helped him kind of get out of it and not panic. She goes, hey, I can manage you and do solo stuff. Don't worry, I got you. In Des Moines, Iowa, on January 20th, 1982, there is all kind. Of, there is the infamous bat incident that I'm sure many of us know about. He was on the tour, his first big solo project, Blizzard of Oz, which was his, you know, highest, one of his most critically acclaimed albums, and had such bangers as Crazy Train which describes this dude's life to a T. Wait till you hear about some crazy shit he does on a train in a second. Someone threw a bat on stage and he bit its head off and blood squirted everywhere and everyone loved it. And he just... I don't know what happened. Maybe he got a new disease, like coronavirus. Maybe he got, like, COVID-82, because it's 1982. Who knows? But people just ate it up, and then he spit it out, and blood was everywhere. And he was, you know, rocking the house, you know, kicking ass. And, like, this really led to his increasingly hardcore Prince of Darkness image. And... Later on that year, he was at a meeting with CBS Records, and after he signed the contract with them, he released Doves as a sign of, like, as, like, a gesture of good faith, and they thought it was kind of weird, because why do you bring Doves to a meeting? Ozzy just snapped and grabbed the bird and ripped its head off and spit it on an innocent lady's face with blood everywhere. Well, there's one dove flapping around the meeting room. You got a coked out British guy with a dove head in his mouth. Rough day at CBS. And his Blizzard of Oz tour, later on he stops in Germany and has a pretty fancy dinner with executives at CBS Records, as rock stars are known to do. 
This was the European division and they were in Germany and I guess he got bored at the meeting so he just decided I'm gonna kiss that lady who worked at CBS Records. So he grabbed the lady, kissed her, then did a Hitler mustache with his finger and started goose stepping up and down the table. But wait, there's more. He then you know, whipped out his he you know whipped it out and pissed in the executive's champagne glass and also dropped his balls in there too because he's Ozzy Osbourne and he's fucking crazy. Blizzard of Oz was an eventful time for him, man. In San Antonio in February 1982, so I guess the next month after the Des Moines stuff, he was arrested at the Alamo while he was doing a photo shoot in Saren's dress after he was shit-faced and peed on an Alamo statue. If you don't know, the Alamo is a monument in San Antonio, which was like a fort that Texas had to, where they had to fight off the invading Mexicans, and it's a big piece of Texas history, and pissing on it is really fucking rude. I don't know what it was with him back in the day, but he loved to pee on shit. Oh my gosh. This is not his only public urination incident, however. In 1984, he was on the road in Memphis, Tennessee, and he got shit-faced again and peed on a cop car. It wasn't like an obvious Memphis PD car or whatever, but he didn't know he was peeing on a cop car until the lady came to arrest him, which got all kinds of attention. And in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I couldn't really find the year on this one. He was riding the famous tram in Albuquerque when it stopped. So he's like, fuck this shit, I'm bored. And he climbed on the roof and decided to go tram surfing. He lived in California. It's like the same thing, except it's on a train going up a mountain. Oh my gosh, this dude is nuts. He really went off the rails of the crazy train, man. Those are just a few of the highlights of Ozzy Osbourne's crazy life. There's a ton more that we could fill a whole bunch of episodes with. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of Did I Ask You? I'd like to thank you guys again for listening as always. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Maybe leave a nice review if you really enjoyed the show. It would help us out quite a bit, I know. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social medias at Did I Ask You Podcast on Instagram and Did I Ask You with Aaron Brinker on Facebook. So, until the next time, uh, don't pee on historical statues and also don't shoot up chicken coops. Once again, I'm Aaron Brinker. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.